With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, fight fans, to this special edition of Spotlight Interview. Oh, it is going to be fantastic because we have one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world joining us. Teofimo Lopez is here on ProBox TV, your boxing channel. George DiMatellis alongside Paulina Malinaji and George Jakovic. And George, it is an honor to have one of the best fighters on the planet to talk about his career, his life, and his upcoming fight against Jermaine Ortiz. Man, who better to talk to yeah. than the champ right here, Tio Rio Lopez. Tio, you got a big fight coming up February 8th. But before we talk about that with Jermaine Ortiz, we interviewed you a couple of months ago. And the very first question we asked was, hey, are you still retired? You said you were. And then no one believed you. We talked about fights coming up. So I have to ask again. I know you have a fight coming up. You're not retired, are you? Oh, um, well, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys and everyone at Pro Box TV. Uh, really, really grateful to be back here and uh, really talk more and more stuff about boxing and, and the sport that we love the most, you know. So, you know, going to it, uh, yeah, I'm not retired, man. I, I think I just did that just for the downtime. I needed some time off just to spend time, quality time with my son. Yes, sir. Got you. So, well, George, I'll, I'll just lead in. February 8th, Jermaine Ortiz. You're, you got a fight coming up. Um, tell us about Ortiz. I know you have a history with him. Can you get into that a little bit? Yeah, actually, uh, Jermaine Ortiz, um, the, the technician, they say, you know, and this guy, you know, he faced Vasily Lomachenko, a, fr a former opponent that I faced and a champion. You know, so Jermaine Ortiz, we go back like nine years. Uh, we faced each other in the 2015 National Golden Glove finale. And, um, you know, it was a great, great scrap up. You know, um, everyone knows the National Golden Gloves is a very, very tough, tough competition to win, uh, let alone even get there and compete. So, you know, I know I'm facing somebody that's definitely got the skill sets to uh, give me a run for my money. Yeah, Taylor. So this is actually you know, why we love having the, these inside kind of interviews like this. You mentioned the, the history with you and Jermaine Ortiz at the National Golden Gloves. Now, for anybody that's been a, a part of the amateurs, you know, those, now, those national level rivalries, we're, we're, we're a big deal, and you used to get everybody's juices flowing, everybody get really uh, pumped up. So when you see a – now it makes it even cooler for me. You, may, you see a rematch of the National Golden Gloves. I mean, mm -hmm. the National Golden Gloves tournament was one of the bigger ones yeah. nationally. Uh, you know that. Uh, anybody who's done uh, amateur boxing knows that. So, so the, the, the fact that this is a rematch of the National Golden Glove finals obviously uh, shows what the level of – you know, the, how high of a level you guys both are and how, how far you guys have come – going forward because again despite the fact that the nationals are so difficult to win and despite the fact that the nationals are are uh, cool to you know have those national rivalries in the finals a lot of guys that win national titles or get to these national finals you know from my experience didn't pan out so the fact that you are now facing each other in a big main event after a national golden goes final against each other nine years ago that's uh that's something interesting man 
Uh, that that it is, Paulie. I mean, I mean, it's great that you understand it. Obviously, you know, climbing up the ranks from the amateurs into the professional league, um, it's not easy, not easy at all, you know. But hey, but that's my kind of resume that I have thus far in the professional, um, in professional boxing game. Yeah, it's all about fighting and beating the best. And that's the thing, Teo. I want to ask you, how did this guy go between the between the radar, like below the radar? You got you have you went to the Olympics, obviously. So you got to you want this guy, you know. I, I mean, when we seen him against Lomachenko, he impressed, right? And, but he's yep. kind of been below the radar. So it's one of these guys that I always, when I talk about you, I always think to myself, you're kind of like Tyson Fury in that if there's a danger zone, your, your radar is real high. If, they, if there's sometimes people are not looking at you like you're going to be tested in, a, in an opponent, you don't look as good because you, you, I think mentally maybe you kind of sleep. And Fury does the same thing, and I feel like you do the same thing. And so I look at Ortiz as a guy who's dangerous, so I feel like, okay, this guy's always got to fight tough opponents because you have, a, for me, the toughest resume. You know what I mean? The, the most difficult resume out of all the top guys that were in and around your weight class. You've got, a, for me, you've had the top resume. And it's like, Thank I you. feel like that, I feel like almost like it's a necessity for you, right? Because we see like, whenever you raise, your, the, you raise the level of opposition, your level raises. And people always question it because you know what? You'll have some subpar performances against guys that you should have looked better <laughs> against. And people are like, oh, well, can he handle this, this, this monster now? And you handle it, and you handle it impressively flying colors. You know, we were talking about that when you were first exploding on the scene. Uh, was it too quickly for you to move on uh, against Kimboso? I mean, again, not against Kimboso, against uh, uh, Kalmi, and then Lomachenko, and then you, you pass with flying colors. And then the Kimboso fight kind of, you dipped a little bit, and then you come back with Josh Taylor, and everybody's shocked. So is, it, is this a reason why you're picking a guy like Jermaine Ortiz and not maybe a faded ex-champion who you could you know, just use as a resume filler? Um, no, to be honest, I was trying to get the rematch clause with, um, well, I was trying to get the rematch with George Cambosis Jr., and then that didn't happen. That fell off. We tried uh, all these other fighters, Devin Haney, um, spoke to, like I said, with Joe Fisher and on LinkedIn. That didn't happen, you know, and we had the Madison Square Garden sphere. You know, that's, that's the beauty about it. This year... Um, whether it's this year or next year, it definitely has to be a great dance partner. Um, but they, they definitely want me to open up the Madison Square Garden sphere for boxing. So that's pretty awesome. You know, not Canelo, not these other big names that they talk about or the face of boxing. So it goes to show, like, my uh, where I stand in the sport. Now, when it came to it, though, Jermaine Ortiz, I know uh, Bruce Trampler and Brad Goodman, who are, like, the Hall of Famers and the best matchmakers in the game. They really uh, was throwing that out there and was giving me these names, Jose Ramirez, um, Jermaine Ortiz, and uh, I think who was the other one? Uh, it wasn't really something that sparked my interest. You know, so um, with the Santa Martin fight, the Cambosis fight, those two things were, I would say, needed in my, in my, um, in my stance of understanding mental strength, you know? That was really it, you know, uh, Cambosis. I don't overlook any of my opponents because I've been there where I've looked overlooked them in amateurs. I remember going 12-0 and 0 in the amateurs and think that I'm going to get this one like a sweet cake, and nope, you know, you lose. And see everybody turn their back and walk away. So going back and forth with all these things, I honestly got to a point where, you know, I needed this to make me better mentally, uh, much more um, physically as well. And, um, you know, when it came to Ortiz, I didn't want that fight. I was trying every other fight from the Haney's, Cambosis, um, Ramirez. We even went down to Jose Ramirez, and he said he wasn't ready for February 8th. A lot of these guys, a lot of these fighters, they blow up in weight. You know, after I beat Josh Taylor, um, I took six weeks out, 
And what did I do right after? I always stay on the low, man. I keep everything on the DL. And and what did I do? I actually started training. Just started training, training, training. So I've been training since August all the way to January now. So I've been ready. It's all about making these fights happen. And it was very hard to make these fights happen. Nobody wants to face me. Uh, I guess after the performance that I did with Josh Taylor. So now it's all about executing with this fight. You know, everyone thinks I'm going to overlook this guy, Jermaine Ortiz, or I already am. And that's beautiful. You know, uh, you never know what you're going to get from me. And that's the, that's the, that's the, like, how can I say that eye candy, sweet money-making machine that you need in the sport. So, because everybody's going to watch on February 8th. Yeah, it's going to be a great fight. Teofimo Lopez joining us here on Spotlight Interview on Pro Box TV. All right, Teofimo, this is the second time you talked to us here on Pro Box. So, I want to ask you, what are your impressions of Pro Box TV and what we've been doing when it comes to boxing? Well, you know, um, I'm actually, you know, coming back into this, you know, and seeing everyone on display from Pro Box TV. Um, I think it's just it's really remarkable to see where we could take this if we know how to maneuver it correctly. You know, the fight, the fights that need to be made are the best fighting the best. You know, I see all these other promoters. They they kind of like they put so much investments on these top fighters that people want to see fight against each other. However, it's it's like they haven't got their money back yet. You know, and, and it's, it's sad because they say this is the business of boxing. And I know Paulie knows this best. And it's kind of it's frustrating now because we're coming at a day of time where MMA is starting to get more recognition than boxers because of the fact that they're just putting fights on whether they win or lose. They just like seeing these guys face each other. And I came back for to make boxing great again. Really. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and how do I do that? You know, I got a lot of a lot of young fighters coming onto my stable now. You know, takeover promotions. I may, I may change it to takeover sports because I may cross over where I get MMA fighters along the way, and maybe star talent. That's whether music or anything, because uh, it's all. That's what it's all about. You know, it's about making the sports great, and, and making boxing what it needs to be today. And that's the best fighting the best. When I see Pro Box TV, I love the way you guys have the platform. You know, and I, I spoke to Bruno Santos and everything, and I told him, hey, listen, man, after this fight, you know, I give you guys some exclusivity. I give you guys what you guys need, um, but I definitely want some of my fighters to be on that on that display, yeah. you know. And and it'll be it'll be perfect, you know. I think that just to see a different outlook, you know. I've been around the zone, been around ESPN and uh, Triller at one point. I think that you know, seeing and weighing my options here, you know, um, what better way than to start with someone like Pro Box TV? Yeah, and Teo, you, you you talk about the best fighting the best. You're in probably the, the best division in the sport, 140 pounds. I mean, you've got Devin Haney. You, you've got Probably. There. Oh. No, no. Well, that, no, no. I didn't say you. You are the best at 140. This is the best division in the sport that you're in. Well, any sport, Haney. any division, any division Teofimo's in is the best. Look at well, 35. You got, you got Devin. You got Tank. You got Matias. You want to throw Garcia in there, Rolly Romero. You've got some really great matchups that fans want to see. Do you envision you, I know you want to fight these guys, but are those fights going to happen in 2024? The, the thing is, like, see, I'm going to tell you guys, look, George, um, to everyone here, it's like, that's why I went up to 141st. It's like I already knew they were going to come up and wait. I could tell. I'm a fighter. Um, you tell, you could tell the, where they're going to go. They're going to have to go to 140 because they blow up in between camps. And I'm like, well, let me go get the big fish first. And that was Josh Taylor, the guy that beat everyone in the division, uh, guy that was and is undisputed at that time. No one beat Josh Taylor. He just relinquished his belts. So, 
now I'm the kingpin, linear world champion. And no matter what, whether those guys fight each other back and forth, back and forth, the only guy that's number one is Teofimo right here. So it, it stays that way, you know, and whoever really wants to step to that next plate, then we could talk about it. And until then, you know, they're, they're going to keep moving these guys and do what they have to do. You know, and they're doing more clout than anything. Every fight that I've done, every person I said I called out, I have face, have I not? Yep. So, you know, my whole thing now is like going for a triple crown. We did two crowns, 135, Loma. Josh Taylor, 140. Now I want 130, 147, Terrence Crawford. And, mm. if, and if it's not Crawford at 147, then we'll do it at 54. Um, so it's it's okay with me. You know, because the thing is that you got to understand, look at Floyd Mayweather. Um, he will weigh in when he would fight at 154. He will probably weigh in at 151. And, yeah. and, and these guys will blow up at like maybe 170, 180. And that didn't stop him from beating the brakes off of him. So it's not about the weight bully, I'll be honest. Look, when I faced Josh Taylor, we did 12 rounds, and he fought dirty, and the referee allowed it. He fought dirty in all those rounds, and he was putting all his 168 pounds on my body. Big dude, by the way. Tallest guy I know I will ever face, and biggest, like, dude was a giant at 140. I can see why Josh Taylor beat so many of these guys, like Regis Progress and Jose Ramirez. So, you know, when it came to it, it's not about the weight bully. That's, that's, a, that's a myth. It really is. And I think if anyone really, really knows, it's going to be Paulie Manalaji right there. Yeah, I tell you what, Teo, um, I, you made a really good point. I hadn't noticed that you, you've actually, when you talk about Triple Crown, I was wondering what you were getting at with Triple Crown. You've beaten <laughs> the jewels of those two weight classes because yeah. Loma was the bona fide yep. number one when you beat him at the mm -hmm. 135. And Josh Taylor had beaten all the 140-pounders. He'd won the Super Series. He'd beaten Ramirez, and you beat him. Those are, that, that, you know... Looking at your resume, I always, I even rate the Comey fight because you went at Comey for your world title and you, you literally <laughs> went at him. You stopped him in two rounds, but you went at a big punching guy and you, and you took him on head on. You know, so I, I even rate the, the Comey fight big wait, on your wait resume. Till, wait till I do, wait till y'all see what I do to Ortiz. Look, I'm having, my sparring partners haven't been hitting them hard and I'm dropping them, body shots, head shots. I mean, I've only gotten better. Uh, I needed that fight. I needed those. Uh, I needed to feel that 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 flow again, mm -hmm. and I got it, man. I got it, well, and and I got it more when I started being with my son because he got so much light in him, and he just gave it to his dad. Mm -hmm. Ooh, everybody, everybody is on some ish. And you know what I love is that I don't want to fight ever again. So how do I do it? We put an example on Ortiz, and that's how you do it. Well, how do you how do you keep that fire? Because you know you you you're, you're bringing that up. How do you keep that fire consistent, right? Because I was gonna say you know, you beat the the jewels of the two weight classes. You know now that now I understand what you're saying with triple crown, and right now you got the double mm -hmm. crown, right? How do you how do you keep that fire? Now you are the jewel of the 140 pound division. Haney's right there, right behind you. I think Haney had a good win mm -hmm. over Progre, and I think that's a great fight to make if it can be made. But of course, it takes two to tango, right? But I think your resume tells tells us on its own that you go after the jewels. You go after them directly, and you you seek out those kind of fights. Haney now has won the 140-pound division, 140-pound world title with the WBC title. Um, so he's got options now to marinate on that title, or he can go after you. Um, I think, obviously, your track record shows us that you have no problem taking on the best guys in the weight class. So when, when George asks you, um, do we make see those fights i don't really see it being on you because i see your resume i see the way you came up you had a tough schedule coming up as a yeah. prospect so i don't everybody can do their level of ass kissing all they want i 
I watch and I observe how you come up. And all those guys are good fighters. Even Haney's a good fighter. And, and, and you got 140-pounders that are good fighters. They're very good weight class. You have um, Matias who's hanging around there. Him not speaking English, I think, hurts, has hurt his promotability. But his action-packed style is really making him a, a, an attention grabber. How do you keep the love? Right? You say you don't love boxing, but you're in such a, uh, an intense weight class right now, and you are the jewel of the weight class. How do you keep the love, and how do you not let it get away from you the way you let, kind of let it slip in the Cambosos fight, where people were kind of shocked? How do you keep this love? Because obviously, to, to train passionately, to keep improving the way you're improving, there's got to be some love there. How do we keep that going? And he looks like he loves um, it. Yeah, but he's saying he I doesn't. Do... But he's saying he doesn't. But, you know what I mean? So we need... Well, we, even for, the basis, even for the basis well, of the fans, Teal, because we love watching you fight, bro. You know what I mean? I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a boxing fan. You're one of the guys I enjoy watching fight. You know what I mean? So it's like when you start hearing guys, oh, they, I might be hanging, not hanging around. I'm sick of this. I, I don't blame you, bro. I was sick of the sport halfway through my career too, man. But, but you know, you're still hanging around. You're making money. You're doing this. But how do you keep that love? How do you keep that, 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 that eye of the tiger, so to speak? Um, how can I actually reframe this in that in that context? I think it goes back to boxing made who I am today. So all I can do is pay it forward. And I think that's mm. the only thing that keeps my passion from brewing. It keeps that flame, that burning heart. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't sit across with you guys if it wasn't for boxing and building me, creating me from a boy to a man. And I think that I let boxing have its moment of trying out all these other fighters. I let my wife test out and touch all these other boxes. And she said, I want you back. And I said, oh, man, I don't, I don't want to do this. You know, I, I'm very at peace with my, my life right now. I'm spending good quality time with my son. I don't got to hear the nagging. I don't got to fight and, and slay all these demons that come in the boxing world. And I'm just like, oh, man, but you know something? She needs me. She needs me. She don't want to die in the sport. And I say that I say that wholeheartedly because if we, if we keep this up and we let these suit and tie men um, take over boxing who never face or even lace boxing gloves, let alone take a punch to the face, um, where we're going to end up going is no more boxing, you know? And this is why I came back. This is the takeover well, for that reason. I don't want to hog the interview, but you're making me want to ask more questions. But the, the more you're talking, the more I'm getting, <laughs> the more I'm getting excited. Because here's the thing. Here's, okay, you're making another great point here. The guy, the fighters not fighting each other. This is what, what kills the sport. Fighters not fighting each other. And everybody always exactly. says that. It's very cliche. But literally, exactly. you see networks dropping boxing because they don't get the fights they want. So fighters like yourself who want to make the big fights... You talk about paying it forward. That's paying it forward. Everybody who's looking to line their pockets with fights without having to fight the big fighters. Champ. Then the then the the networks drop boxing, and then the people behind you can't get paid and can't don't have Champ. a home. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Go listen, ahead. Listen, it's those kids that are going right now, getting ready to go to the Olympic Games for Paris, and hopefully, maybe if USA wins a gold medal, finally. Then maybe we'll get an opportunity in 2028. It's about to be 20 years, two decades that we haven't seen a gold medal for USA Boxing, mm. for USA. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because it's been in the, in political. The mail. In the mail. Political. 
in the mail. Political. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, listen, I won the U.S. Olympic trials back in 26 for the 2016 Olympic Games. And they gave it to this kid, Carlos Baderas, who mm. never even we were supposed to have a box off, but they didn't want to because money was involved already and they already gave him the slot. Yeah. So what what is that happening now? It's starting to lean over to what the boxing world of professional and all these other young fighters, all these young kids at dark still fighting, taking those losses learning from them and 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 I, we was once kids right paulie we had to climb up those ranks and we had to be so somebody got to take a stand and mm-hmm. i waited for tank i waited for i waited for tank davis and Wahid, nothing i waited for Devin haney nothing i waited for terence crawford nothing nobody is holding down holding down everybody's just collecting what's theirs and saying this is mine i gotta take care of me and my family and it's like yes you do but what about the next generation behind us that are looking up to us and saying that's the fighter i want to be like that's that's inspiration that's a different kind of detail in order i got a kid i got a kid and i don't want my son to to deal with that you know if we don't fix this right now as adults and as men then, then where do we stand in, in the jury of God's eyes? Look, he gave you, he gave you, Paulie, a gift. He gave me a gift. And it's what we do with that gift that allows us to be much greater. We end up becoming either great or the greatest. And that's the, that is the fine cue right there that puts the infinite sign. Mm. And it's like no one kind of quite understands it, but Teofimo does. And did I cry for four days before I signed this contract with Jermaine Ortiz? Freak, yes, I did. Yes, I did. You know why? Because I know what it's going to take for me to do this again. Winning the Sugar Ray Robinson Award at 23 years young. Only fought one time that year. COVID. The bubble. Lomachenko. Beat Richard Comey prior to that at 22 years young. Winning my first world title where? In the mecca of boxing. I am mm-hmm. I am set in stone. It is set in stone for me to fix boxing. And I don't know where it's going to take me, but I know that my main focus is February 8th. You put it all together in all perspective. This year is the year of the dragon, the year of the infinite. So we had at war. It's at war, man. And I know what you want to say, Paulie, and I'm on it with you, my man. And I know that if we both was on this, we would chew up the boxing world like it, was, uh, well, like it was some breakfast. Well, that's the thing. You talk about guy... Fighters having guys to look up to. It, it, it's about even more than that, Teo, because if the networks are dropping boxing, there will be nobody on that platform to Why be able to look so? up to. You know what I'm saying? Because the networks are dropping boxing more and more because these dudes don't fight each other. We have to make why sure these not? fight. And that's why at Pro Box here, we, we set it right from the mid-range already. Right from that below mm-hmm. type, below championship level, we make them fight each other. Because we're trying to set a standard that at a high level, it's got to be the same thing. Otherwise, networks are going to keep dropping boxing. You talk about you got prospects. If your prospects are of a certain level, man, we, you know we'd love to have them here. You know what I mean? We love guys who yep. want to test themselves against guys on their level, uh, not trying to pad records. Uh it's at the point now where networks are there's so much options to go in different directions for the networks for the money that they don't want to pick up boxing if it's not going to give them the fights they want. So we've got to the fighters today have a responsibility because generation after generation, if you don't make these fights, you're going to end up getting boxing dropped, bro. And that's why we're trying to and, set the president here. Exactly. And that's why it's all about making boxing great again. That's what I came back to do. Um, because I know as long as I keep facing the fighters, calling out champions like Terrence Crawford that people are like, this man's 
this man's crazy. Well, yeah, I'm crazy. I mean, I'm crazy to be great. When was that a problem? You know, and I mentioned that. Roberto Duran fought all four kings or three kings and was a guy that everyone respects highly. Muhammad Ali faced Joe Frazier and so many other great champions that, you know, and, and got dropped in front of the world in front of him. Like, who cares? You go and you stand up. See, and, and it's like everyone has went soft on the Internet. Social media really made a lot of these boxes soft because they say, well, I, I don't really need to fight nobody. I just got to say their name. Um, Sabrio Matias, no one knew about him until he started calling me out. He just do the facts. You know, he could be an IBF world champion, but he's the most softest fighter in the division. Why I say that? Because he's one dimensional to the point where Puerto Ricans, man, I tear they butt up. Puerto Ricans are easy to beat. And I don't care if the Puerto Ricans feel some type of way. Put them in front of me. We beat them. And, and, and it doesn't it doesn't take away anything more than what it is. Look, everybody's going to Saudi Arabia, man. And, and I love, you know, hey, to the prince and his excellency and all that. However, it's like, come on, guys. You guys are just doing this for the money pit now. And boxing is starting to realize that. Boxing has been in the game for for over two millennial years. Millennials. We're talking about two millennials, 1800s. And if not before, before that, the gladiator times was boxing. And it's like, are we going to really, really, really stop the origin and the true, true, pure purity of boxing because of people wanting to collect money? Look at all these businessmen don't know business because they don't let the boxers handle it in the ring. Well, Teal, you talked about the Four Kings and you talked about previous generations. Uh, everyone loved the Four Kings because they fought each other. Yeah. And I know it's a different era, but you have names mm -mm. that could potentially be, it could be the same kind of situation if you guys fought each other. I have one loss, and did that stop me from becoming a two-time undisputed world champion? But they did that had stop me become? Too. Did that stop me from, that's what I'm saying, though. That means that it has finally fallen onto me. Tank is not... Tank doesn't have a loss, which is Wahid now. Devin Haney doesn't have a loss, right? Ryan Garcia may have lo one loss, but it's against who? Tank, right? But that was a that was a, a moment that they needed. Um, who else is undefeated at the time right now? Subria Matias. Crawford. Okay, Matias. Matias has, has a loss. He oh, has, has a loss. loss. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. has a loss. Um, Terrence Crawford doesn't have a loss. Um, so all these guys that are undefeated right now still has their O. You know, it's great and all. When it was Floyd Mayweather, this is not Floyd Mayweather era. This right, is uh, right. bringing back boxing to what it was before. The best fighting the best, whether they had a win or a loss. MMA, you go any platform, PFL, UFC, Bellator, they got losses on their freaking record, and mm -hmm. yet they sell out the whole arena. Tail. Yeah, people just they, they people just love violence, Tail. regardless of what it is. Do you think it's 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 America, baby? Where violence where violence is okay, and, and it's, it's crazy, but it's what it is. But we live we live in a greedy time, bro. People don't want to do nothing for, without the astronomical amount of money. Do you think you brought up the Middle East? Do you think the Middle East type of money, the Middle East getting involved in the 140 pound division? You think it could take something like that? I've mentioned this in the past, actually, on our talk shows. Yeah, the you did. middle the Middle East money has gotten involved a lot in the heavyweight division and the bigger weights. But the weight, the, for me, the weight class they need to get involved in is a 140-pound division because yeah. it has the, an abundance of stars. And, and they really, a lot of guys don't want to fight each other in that weight class, man. I see you calling them out, but they, they, they're, not, they're not looking to jump in the ring with you or each other or among themselves to fight each other. So I'm saying this, are we gonna, if we could get that Middle East money, that Middle East money in the 140-pound division, is that what it would take to create a four-king situation? Because the talent is there to create a four-king situation, but yes. the desire to fight one another in this weight class isn't what it should be. Listen, I respect the uh, the Saudis and 
obviously his excellency and how he loves boxing. He said his two favorite fighters um, are Larry Holmes and Roberto Duran. That's <laughs> so something two right there. Two pioneer freaking right. champions that really paved the way in the sport of boxing as well um, from from before my time and before Paulie or around Paulie's time. Right. So so we're talking about um, this man knows his boxing. I'm not going to go and reach out to him because honestly, before I followed him on Instagram, he followed me. So he's on it. He's on it. And it's all about um, placing the right things at the right time. See, I'm what motivates me and keeps me that passion is like, I know I could actually fix this sport. I know I can because I could have I have it in me as a uh, as a champion as a champion's heart and as someone that that understands a bit of the boxing world that yes we need the best to to fight the best. The only way these other fighters face Teofimo now are going to be wanting the 20 million dollar check because they know that they're going to have a real hard time facing me. And and I don't care cuz they've all beaten they all have run around and be around the bush. A lot of these fighters and what they do, they pay these fans and these media outlets, right? They pay them, pay them, pay them. But when they go on pay-per-view, then I can't even make over 50,000 pay-per-view sales. I wonder why. Because they pay these guys to come on their show. They pay everyone to keep them relevant. It's uh, it's like I could do the same thing and I don't because I earn it with this, which is the real thing. That's what, what a real man shows. Um, when it comes to Saudi, do I like what he's doing? I respect that he loves the sport. You know, however, however, it's, it's 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 a tough time. And look how many desperate boxers went out there to support the Saudis. You know how much they showed that weakness, <laughs> that they need that money. I mean, we had legends out there, legends that, that have names that, that can live long. And they showed up there. And this is not disrespect to Saudi. This is just who I am, man. I didn't go out there. I got invited. I didn't show myself because I'm not there yet. And I don't mean by the finance. I mean by the legacy. I'm not going to disrespect what I've done by going to Saudi and letting them be like, oh, we got another one in the mix. But, no, but, you got you to gotta come find but me. Tell, but they, but tell, I'm going to work hard. I, I'm going to work hard to be the last one standing to where they have but, to find me. But Teo, from a business perspective, is networking the way, though? You know what I mean? Is, is networking... No, is, of course is, of course. Is the only way we're going to get Teo versus Haney is, is Middle East how, money. We lost... We Go lost ahead. our Twin Towers. We lost our Twin Towers. We did. We lost Showtime and HBO. We lost our Twin Towers. Yeah. Boxing is mm. boxing's on its way out. The Zone Boxing, the Zone Boxing, I told you, the Zone Boxing is about to be done. They had to cut Eddie Hearn's. They had to cut Eddie Hearn's budget. The Zone went to and they said, you're not giving us what we're asking for. We gave mm. you a shit ton of money and we still haven't seen that back, Eddie Hearn. Yeah. And what yeah. they did, they cut. He said, I have to cut fighters now. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, you have to cut fighters because your ass don't know how to promote. Well, you the, ain't a good promoter. That's the he thing. He ain't a tale. good promoter. That's the thing, Taylor. What? What? But no, no, no. What's the thing is that you need a fighter like myself to go and fix this thing. And the only way we do it is by beating the guys that are in front of us, and then we grab all these other young, talented fighters under the wing. You teach them the game. You pass them the torch and say, "Go make your own business. Mm. Go make your own money." Because I already did mine. I solidified myself. Hall of Fame, first ballot ticket but at Tao, 25. You did it by fighting. 25. At 25. Tao, yes, you, you I did, did it by fighting was, each other. You did it by fighting but that's guys. What I grew, but, Paulie, that's where I grew up learning yeah. from watching all you guys. So why is it changing now? Because now we're letting these uh, we're letting these, these dorks, Tao, we're letting these dorks come on. We're, no, but honestly, we're letting these dorks come into the boxing world and be like, well, 
oh, listen to me because I know what you got to do with boxing. But, Teo, but they never it, fought. It, Teo, it's, it's worse than changing. It's dying. It's not changing. It, it, no. it changes. It's dying. No. Network's no. a drop in the sport. You talk about the zone cut the boxing no. budget. Showtime drop bu <clears throat> drop boxing. Amazon's deal with PBC is not going What's to include the production costs and everything else. They're 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 giving them exactly. a deal where PBC has to pay themselves, pay among themselves exactly. a lot of the stuff. So the and, budgets and are being cut to, everywhere. And Al Heyman has to go out of his way and grab the money that he never thought he would have to grab from the Mayweather fights, and now got to invest that on there. See, but Tio, that goes back to the question about Saudi Arabia. Yeah. If they're willing to put the money up to make these fights happen, if that's the only way it's then going come, to happen, then, then, shouldn't then it happen? Have, it, it's fine if it happens. But we also need to have a little bit of leverage where we are able to transition it to different countries, not just in Saudi, not in just the Middle East. Well, you know, they love they love they, 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 they love where they're from. They like they like to bring the, the, the I, I, I get it. I events. get it. I get it, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. This is great that they understand that what's going, but they waited for this moment. Come on. These men are intelligent, genius, intellectual. When you talk to them, if you don't got that high vocabulary or IQ, you're a re uh, sorry, you're a re you're you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> you're rejected. Yeah, rejected. rejected. Yeah. You're rejected. Thank I got, you, thank I got you. you're yeah. rejected. Reject. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, me now at 26, I have a huge, huge um, um, purpose here. How do we fix it? Well, bring bring a lot of these young guys, man, um, to my side. Bring a lot of them to Saudi if needed. I think that they already are on that, you know. Um, what is it, Riyadh um, season and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. Riyadh season. And now, right now, they're doing the heavyweights, you know, which is awesome, you know. And I'm not – see, everybody's going to take these and try to flip it and try to burn me more where they – you can't bury me, man. And they can't blacklist me. I've been blacklisted after I beat Lomachenko. So it doesn't affect me. But what is what it is affecting is not just the origin of the sport of boxing. It's, it's affecting the young kids that actually want to turn their lives and change their lives to a better future. And and, and, and it's kind of sad, man. George, you got something. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, Teo. Uh, is your plan, I know you talked about uh, getting that triple crown, 135, 140, 147. Do you want to become maybe undisputed at 141st? That means having to fight the likes of a, of a Haney or a Matias before you move up to 147? Or what's, what's no. kind of the plan with that? No. I, see, He's unofficial, made un, unofficially, I have became a two-time first male. Right. Um, and, it's, and it's sad the way it's got to be the way it has to be. And I know they're going to try to put these other guys in front of me to not get that triple crown. But I'm going to tell you guys something, gentlemen. It's this. It's the fact that I did all this in that amongst of time. And they've they've hit it under the cover and said, no, we cannot show people that this is the guy because we don't control him. We can't control Teofimo. We can't tell him to sit down when we want him to. We can't tell him to go out his way and do this. No, because I'm my own man. The only person that controls Teofimo, and he doesn't even do that, is, you know, the Lord. And you got Almighty. fireworks going on behind. Look at that. He, he's setting off fireworks <laughs> with his words. That, you know that's how saying? true it is. Hold it down, Teo. So, so when it comes to all this stuff, man, it's like, it's, it's, why did it have to get to the point where now they have to control us like on chains? I mean, when, when they do record deals and signing rappers, they put on a chain. They got them on a leash. 
I mean, we buying our own chains for crying out loud. And I got to express this the best way I can. Boxing is not that. Boxing is the best fighting the best. That's their own man. And it's the toughest sport in the world to this day. So why we have all these other men coming in across over here on our, our world and think that they could do the same? Why? They can't control me. Okay, that's fine. You're not supposed to. God does. <laughs> and even he doesn't. He gives me free will. Yeah. So when it came to all this stuff, man, I look at it like... Yeah, we are in the brink of a hard time. Pro Box TV, I see you guys putting the best fights, whether it's at the mid-range, whether it's at mid-high range, it's not going low. And that's what I like. That's what I like because you let the fighters get that experience already. When when did this become a thing where it's like, oh, I am the best, but give me like 10 fights and then I'll show you I'm the best. Mm -hmm. No, if you say you're the best fighter, then you fight the best right away. Is it not true? Then yeah. that means this is how I know while he doesn't have confidence, this is how I know Devin Haney doesn't have confidence. This is how I know because when the times came to the rough tables, they went the other way. That means they don't have confidence within who? Themselves. And we all know, Paulie, this is a mental game. And if you don't got confidence in you, then you got nothing. Well, that's you got the, nothing. Whether that's the thing. Whether well, that's, that's why we are called the takeover, and that's why I'm converting myself now to takeover sports. I'm gonna be the person that is the door for boxing. That's my goal: is to work so hard from all this time. I, I did from a quarter of my life. I sealed my my legacy. I'm inducted in the Hall of Fame. Boom. Now, what do I do from 26 to 49? Well, we're gonna see. This year is my year to develop a huge, huge difference. Um, I'm getting fired assigned to Todd Brink, and I'm not even going to charge them. You know why? Give them the opportunity. Let them get that platform for now. Let them go out their way and just do this and do that. We'll go to Pro Box TV if needed. I'm not going to burn none of my bridges, and I want to just help these guys because I know what I could do. I'm going to make those – I'm going to definitely make those millions. I'm going to make the nine-figure check. I promise you. I promise you a lot of people don't want to invest in me just yet because they think that the George Cambosis um, – uh, re-up is coming. They think that George Cambosa's situation is going to come again against Jermaine Ortiz. I already know that. I already know that. I got investors, yet they're not going to put their money in like they did before because they don't want to flop. Tio, to your point about confidence, um, I want to go back to Bud Crawford because you you challenged the, the number one fighter in the sport right now, Bud Crawford. And they're trying to save him. him. And they trying you to challenge him, him to a fight. But let, let's talk about that. Because you, you ripped his resume. You ripped his resume at 147, said because all those the guys were hurt. It's the truth. Tell, um, tell me about that and tell me about why you challenged him. Why I challenged him? Because I'm 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 the better fighter. I'm great. They never faced a fighter like me. Ever. 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 Look at Josh Taylor. Didn't even know what I did with the moment I pulled up to George Foreman. <laughs> man, my man froze. He said, who, who could catch a, a, a hook? Or a jab and throw the same punch at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even in my I'm not even in my prime, son. I'm not even in my prime. I'm 26. I'm a baby in the boxing. The boxing gods are like, yo, Teal Female about to cook, man. You about to eat everybody. Because I'm gonna tell y'all something. Look at all of them. They all are friends. All of them. Terrence Crawford, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, Tank Davis. Um, we keep going, you know, Andre Ward, um, Floyd Mayweather. Everybody's friends, everybody's a group. Everybody got their own click. And it's like, man, y'all some, y'all some, y'all some hoes. Y'all some hoes. Because ain't no friends, ain't no friends in boxing. Sorry. Ain't no yeah. friends in boxing. This is like and, uh, and 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 look at them. Because they're all being friends, look how terrible our this, sport is looking. This reminds mm. me when Jordan said uh, about LeBron creating that that team at Miami when he called up his friends and said, uh, let's let's all play together. 
and Jordan said, I never called Larry. I never called Magic and said, Magic. Uh, yo, let's, let's get together. I wanted to beat those guys. Yeah. And uh, I think that, that that translates to what you're saying. You know, you don't want to be friends with these guys because you want to beat those guys. And I can kind of see your competitive spirit. And that's what I needed to hear right there. What you just said is what I need to hear. Because you said, oh, I don't even love boxing. But then you get, you're animated when you talk about the dislike for the competition. Competition breeds that anger and it breeds that competitive spirit. And it brings, and once again, that brings the passion out of you and the enthusiasm out of you. And I can hear you talking. I can hear it coming out of you. <laughs> yeah. And now I got my answer. All right. We get, Tio still loves boxing. Yeah, we, we got, want you to fight I, tomorrow. Look, like, we want to see it I, now. <laughs> We're ready. Yo, and, and I just checked my weight, man. 147 right now. Now, you might make money back with this enthusiasm. 147 pounds right now. We're about less than three weeks out. I stay ready. I had to lose to win. That's what mm. that's what legacy is about. I had to lose in order to win. And All I right. know now that I have this crown, ain't nobody going to take it from me. Taylor, uh, do you think the Bud Crawford fight, Teal, do you think it realistically can happen in 2020? No, I believe it will happen in 2025. Okay. Okay. That I believe. I believe. I think this year is lined up for me to to generate what I want to push up. You know, I'm a businessman. I'm thinking so elusive. I pull out the Burger King and no one thinks like I do. You know, no one knows how what I know. And 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 I'm just trying to show the fighters like this is a better way to do it by just being a champion. Stayed out the streets, stayed out that club life, stay out from buying two hundred thousand dollar necklace chains. I mean, I got over six hundred thousand dollars of jewelry and nobody knows that. You know, where's my money? Where's my jewelry? It's in the vault in Chase yeah. and no one can touch it. You know what I'm saying? You got to invest in yourself differently, you know, and I'm just trying to show the next generation. This is the way right here. We got a sense of your water. The only fighter that really is going to bring that into the sport of boxing. I promise you that I already have. I mean, I heard that they sign in Devin Haney and Tank Davis, if that's the case. So it's like all these things, you know, Bud Light. I'm I'm the first fighter to bring back Anheuser Busch into the sport of boxing, mm. you know, since 15, 20 years. Uh, when it came to see the sun is coming out, I got to keep going. So when it came <laughs> to um, Beats, I brought Beats into the sport of boxing. And then what happened after I lost to Cambosis? Who's wearing Beats? George Cambosis and Devin Haney for in Australia. When it came to what's my other oh. Rain energy drinks, and now we got rain, now we got energy drinks coming to the sport of boxing. So I'm the guy that's bringing so much to the sport, and they know this. But the thing is, I haven't sold my soul. We, we talked about the four kings, right? You're one of the kings. Who are the other three that you could fight and and step into the ring with that could kind of complete that era or complete the four kings? With you being obviously, well, you're maybe the top king right now, the top. Uh, fighter in that in that 140 division. Who are the other three, quote unquote, kings that could step in the ring against you that you'd like to see, or that step people in, would like step, to see? Step in the step in the name of love. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, let me see, man. I think the only guy that's dumb enough to take it because he has a lot of ego right now. I mean, for him to even call somebody that I know of just to be like, this is how I want my things to be presented. Uh, it just already lets me know it's over his head, and that's Terrence Crawford. I can't think of these other guys because. They haven't made back the investors' money. I'll just tell y'all straight up. Devin Haney and um, Javante Davis or, or Waheed now, excuse me, to Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Um, when it came to all those things, I think that they still have to make their reruns first before they put them against me. Hmm. And that's just it. So, you know what I mean? If you think about the business standpoint of it all. Um, because I got to think about it now. Got to think about it. Well, the only way I know how to maneuver that is calling them out, 
and having the fans, the boxing true diehard fans, not these casuals, but like push it, push it, push it, and push it. It's the only way we're going to get these big fights. I mean, I contacted Devin Haney directly, just like Crawford and Spence. I talked on the phone and made the fight happen. This kid was like, I'm my own boss. Uh, I only talk to bosses and and this and that. And the third, I'm like, bro, we can make the fight happen. I mean, yeah. I got the whole ass arena for us if you really want to take it. And we can fight on Super Bowl week. We'll have a Latino. If we want to go off race, we'll have a black fighter and a Latino fighter. This could be the Sugar Ray Leonard uh, and Roberto Duran from this era. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he didn't see it that way because too much to lose. Way too much. Then where did we go from there? Right now, a lot of these fighters, especially after what I do to Jermaine, Jermaine ain't going past, ain't going past four. And I can say that right now. Ain't going past four. Because I've been working very, very light with my fighters, and I'm hurting them. My man strength is starting to kick in now. Starting to kick in now. And and I can't wait to like display on February 8th. You guys are going to see some next stuff. I'm even working on where they throw the same punch, one, two, and I block it with the same hand. And then I hit them with the same hand with two shots. You know what I'm saying? So imagine yeah. that. You know how? So it's like throw that one, two, boom, 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 and it's like, yep. And I just did that with just one hit, just one. So, so I practice every day when I'm in the gym. That's why I go late night. I let the universe clock me in. Brain, my brain is just a receiver, just like uh, Nikola Tesla once said. You know, <laughs> and and that's what it is, man. Boxing is the beauty of everything. Boxing is the universe. You know, you got the fight coming up on February 8th, but I, I, I want to ask you about something you posted on X. Um, you, you said that it's important for fighters to be patient, and it was something that took you a long time to realize. What exactly did you mean by that? I'm glad you said X. A lot of people call it Twitter, but it's actually the X app. You know, that's what it is. And shout out to Starlink and Elon Musk. So, excuse me. When it came to it, you know... Um, I've been boxing for 22 years now, you know, but for 15, 16 years coming up the ranks, I didn't see any of it, anything. I didn't know. It was just a, it was just a dream and, and a hope, a hope to, to one day make it. That's it. And a lot I, what I'm seeing is a lot of these guys want that now and they haven't even climbed up the ranks. That's what I mean. Like, just be patient. Be patient. You know, they just want to be rich now. And they were just thinking about the money. Like for me, I knew that I, I'll get everything by beating the best guy in that division, by beating the champion that they said was number one pound for pound. That's And I thought that that's what I would get. But what happened? Like, they were mad. And I say business-wise, we're mad because they invested so much in Lomachenko that the odds were four to one. And and when it came to it, I mean, it, it kind of, like, flipped on me. It flipped on me, you know? And, and, and it flipped on me in a way of, like, well, okay, I brought a new change. I showed everyone from my era that we could actually beat these champions. They say they are the best, you know? And that what did that make? That made Pro Box TV put a lot of young champions and the young fighters fight the best right away. And, and then it comes to it, you know, uh, I'm just telling these guys, be patient. Everyone has their moment and their time. You know, um, I, I don't I, – I, I won't ever. I won't ever hate on someone that's shining brighter than me. All I would do is sit down, put my hat down, and just keep training, training, training. And one day, one day it'll come to me as well. That's it. And I think a lot of these people just want to be like, oh, I'm a professional. Look at this kid, uh, Nico Walsh, Ali. Mm-hmm. Okay, for instance, has his grandfather's name, uh, half of his name, Muhammad Ali, right? That's his grandson. But the kid only had like 13 amateur fights, but they needed that money. They want to just br- bring him out. 
and look at him. Now he got to fight in Africa and no one even really heard about him. It's it's because desperation of wanting to be rich and famous. And it's like, no, man, you got to work your way up there. And the boxing gods are going to are gonna respect you if you do it that way. If you don't, they're going to disrespect you and you're not going to be known no more. It's just what it is. You got to respect boxing. Boxing is alive, baby. And, and I know she called on to me. And look, every time you win the National Golden Gloves, you get what? A ring, a championship ring. So at 17, at 17, which is eight. And if you put 2024, it is eight. It's the year of when I got married. So this is just my, um, this is my honeymoon. This is what it is. I'm getting, I'm getting remarried to my sport of boxing and showing her that I love her more than all these other fighters because they don't do it the way Teofimo does it. Yeah, great stuff. Well, on that note, on that note, why? It's happening, guys. Are you guys ready to hey, see hey, boxing I'm be great Look, again? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys you're ready together. to see boxing great again. I go and, off and the numbers. God talks to all of us in many ways. I'll tell you this much, man. And Paulie, I know you loving this shoot right now. I'm gonna tell <laughs> you is, something. You can tell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell right. you because yeah, he, he, as a boxer, you know what it is, baby. You know what it is. It's time. Boxing. She has finally spoken. And that's why I'm back. And I cried, man. I cried, but I was like, man, why? But I'm like, you know what? You made me who I am. It's the least I could do is pay it back to you, girl. I freaking love you. And watch me beat the bricks out of everyone. Again, I, I want to ask you real quick. What I, I understand the passion that you're talking about with helping um, the fighters, the future generation, but it, it, why is it so important to you? And I respect that it is, and I love that it is, and, and, and I think more fighters should be like that, but why is it so important to you? Because Jesus paid a debt he did not owe for mm. us, and it's up to us to pay that debt. Anyone that follows, see, the thing is, they talk about the three doors or the mark of the beast, the 25, all these things. I'm going real deep now. So when they talk about all these things, I passed 25, but I dealt with a lot of Illuminati stuff, but I had to pass through all that. Um and and when it came to it, you know, it came it comes to this, man. It's like somebody got to save these children. You know, look how much profanity, look how much pornography, look how much stuff is being influenced onto our next children, our next generation. I'm doing this so my son could see, hey, son, I could tell you way options are two. I did it before when I was 25. Look how aggressive I came out of it. And they gave me a loss. They gave me a stain on my record. But now I'm going to show you, son, how you do it with love, with peace, with care, and, and, and showing them um, a different way by beating everybody with love. That's it. Just being generous about all the things that you do. Why, why is it so important? It's because when I die, right, when I die, my name won't be forgotten. It will be known forever. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what a legacy is. A legacy is like is, is leaving something behind. We can't take what we make with us, but we can sure as heck leave it a lot behind. So this is what I'm going to say right here on Pro Box TV. And to Bruno Santos, I really meant this, and this is what I'm going to do. My plan is with my promotion, anyone I sign, I have yet to sign anybody. I'm just been weighing my options, grabbing guys and helping them out, letting them and feeling the ones and twos of the business standpoint of boxing because I'm still learning. I'm never better than anybody else. I'm always going to learn. I mean, I've been boxing for 22 years and I still learn something new every day. So that basically tells you that no one knows more than the next guy or the next woman or the next pronoun. <laughs> I mean, um, so so when it came to it, you know, um, this is what I plan on doing. Fighters that I get, they get a benefits. So they get health care, dental care, and eye care, along with a 401 retirement plan. So, and then I collect maybe 2 3% from them. And I say, well, this is actually not even going to me because I'm already a multi, 
a multimillionaire. I already make tens of millions of dollars for the networks, including for myself. So let me just throw that over there for you guys. You guys know what you guys got to do in case you ever go low on your money. I've been there where I've been low on my money. Well, you got your savings. You got your 401k. You can take that out, use that, and then you pay it back off in three, five years. That's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? But you got guys that 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 are like, no one helps nobody. The devil says it. Nobody helps nobody. Well, no, bro. Well, I'm not the devil, son. I'm I'm with God, child of God, and I'm gonna help a whole bunch of people, whether they try to kill me or not. They cannot because I am in in the clothing of Jesus. It just plays that role, man. This is spiritual, and I'm tired of seeing this. I can't see my son. He has my name, Teofimo the Fifth. Teofimo the Fifth. And if you know your commandments, you know what the fifth means. And I gotta, I gotta hold it down for my kid, man, because I know they're not gonna make it a lot easier for him. I mean, they didn't make it easy for me, you know. There's not many teal females in this world for that reason. And I have, I have a real duty at hand here. And as a man, I think it's the only best thing I can do is at least not let my son go through the sufferings that I went through. Give him at least a clear path, and that, along with those other kids, and and from there. They could decide their fate. You know what I mean? If they want to take that long route or they want to take the shortcuts. I can only give them an, a guidance. That's it. That's I think that's all we can do. I'm a son of man. I think we all we all have something bigger than that. You know why they call it manifestation, guys? Because it takes man to feast I, which is God. Mm. So you you bring from what's in the heavens onto earth to make everyone believe. So Taylor, getting deep. Yeah, it's deep. Definitely very philosophical. At there. 26, man, I'm not I'm not even there yet. I'm, <laughs> I'm a baby. I'm a baby, guys. Because yeah. I, I took the time. I took the time to to bow down. I took the time to say I am not number one. I am always gonna be number two. Because number one is the son of God. And he leads the way. You know, and, and they could probably put a label that I'm Christian or whatnot. Well, I'm just faith. I have a lot of faith. So, I don't I don't really I don't really hold on to religion so much because religion is like is like um is like dividends is di dividing us you know and I know I'm going to get a lot of stuff for it but I love everyone I believe that there's a lot of truth in each religion however um you know it's like re uh, it's, it's like the legion of doom and they're reamping it with religion So let me ask mm -hmm. you about that time off after the Taylor fight and then this fight here with Jermaine Ortiz. What was the, the most important part of that time period after the Taylor fight and leading up to the Ortiz fight for you that helped you kind of rejuvenate ahead of, of this big fight Super Bowl weekend? You know something, I, what, what really rejuvenated it for me was the fact that, okay, now I know my purpose. You told me what it is. See, the thing is like when you follow Jesus, when you follow like that path, he does give you a little bit of insight of your future, but he doesn't give you too much. If he gives you too much, then you might just slack. He gives you just enough to keep you moving and see more and see more. And uh, I think by the end of this year, not only would I get the Sugar Ray Robinson Award of Fighter of the Year, I believe that um, I will get that nine-figure check that I know I, I already had to get freaking two years ago. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, and, and the thing is, like, I know I could tell the Forbes this, what they've been doing right now with my network. I could tell them continuously to hold it down and let's not show them. But I think I'm going to show the world that this is how you do it. Because everybody cares about money so much more than they care about faith and so much more about what they care about with God, man. I don't, don't, don't want to say everyone. There's still good people out there in this world. But I believe that it's, uh, it's come to a times where, where um, you just got to put everybody in their place. And the only way you do that is by showing them. That's it. 
That's the only way. When they see me sitting back with a good network deal and they pay me nine figures and I say, yo, you know what? Post that. Post that. Put it everywhere. Post it. So everybody could turn around and be like, damn, Teofimo actually, I actually want to be like Teofimo. Uh, who's Mayweather? Who's Mayweather? I don't want to be like Mayweather no more. That look, look, look how many sponsors, look how many endorsements he got. He got $5 billion endorsements already at 26. He got Walt Disney. He's got Anheuser-Busch. He got Nestle. He brought back Nestle. He got Nesquik. What the heck? Now he got Super Bowl? What the freak? What is this man doing? Well, you know what? You got to get Fortnite. That's the that's the, you, the big you, one. <laughs> no, no, no. Forget Fortnite, man. I tried Fortnite, and they took it advantage. They started bringing the boxing, but they didn't give me not a check for it. So forget Fortnite. That's why they okay. had a. That's why they had a big downgrade. That's why they had to bring back what the throwback of Fortnite. Uh, nah, man. Uh, uh-uh. uh. I'm not that guy no more. I am sorry. I am not that guy that they could just make all this money and not pay me. You're going to have to pay me this time. You know what you said, Tio? You you said you and boxing, you're back together. You two are back together. And February 8th, we get to see you in the ring again. And I have to ask the standard question. What are boxing fans going to see February 8th from you in the ring with Jermaine Ortiz? I believe that a lot of people are going to see many different things. You're going to see a show before the show. We're bringing back the Prince Nassim times, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, mm. man. Okay. That's you why they call it the You're going to flip summer. over the top rope? Hey, oh, oh, no, no, no. I don't know about that. I might, I might, oh, okay. I might, <laughs> I, I may not flip over, but I'm going to have a show before that. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring back boxing still, in an in a entertainment way. You still do the flip after the win, though? Yes. Well, I didn't do it last time because you know why? Basically, God already knew that I wasn't done just yet. Oh, I so, thought I thought so, I thought it was I thought it was because there was too many people in the ring. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just like, you know what? I'll save it for another time. No need to do it. You know, um, but you know, that's the beauty of it, man. It's it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And 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 what what's greater way, man? I love boxing for that reason. I love it for that reason, man. And and, and it's the truest sport and the most purest sport in spiritual realms, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm the king in the universe, baby. And it's all about holding it with that. I got to serve. And that's what it is. Serving a greater purpose for, for God's children and for, for I am one. And so are we all, I think we have forgotten our place sometimes. And, you know, to a message for, for Matias, you know, um, I ain't even going to mention you boy. Cause you overpriced yourself. You don't want to <laughs> fight. We've done tried to make a fight with you. You say no. And then who, who, Hey, Paulie, ain't it funny? It's like, oh, we're going to do what Teofimo did to us after this fight. We'll see if he could take this fight. Homie, homie, I'm the king. I say what I want to do. You don't. You don't. Y si quieres, y si quieres esa pelea, y quieres pelear conmigo, vamos a llamar Chacal para decir, pa' afuera. Porque, porque, coño, brother, yo sé que tú quieres la fama, but ya tú sabes, yo soy el más duro de duros. Mm, I am the yep. strongest of strong. And you're going to realize that whether it is your time or not. I just take it in my hands to face whoever they put in front of me. Jermaine Ortiz is just a sacrificed lamb. And because everybody wants to know. See, the Haney's worked with Jermaine Ortiz, probably giving him insight. See, the Haney's, one thing about y'all, you need to understand, the Haney's got a lot of spies in this stuff, man. They bring a lot of these guys from Fight Hype and from all these other worlds, and they want to know what's going on. And I thank God because I know I had one of their spies in the gym that night in sparring, and I dropped. <laughs> I dropped my sparring partner. Yeah, but now all that's going to do is not get you the fight with them. <laughs> 
You can make it harder now. Hey, hey, well, listen, guys, that's what it is now. And and you think I want to actually keep fighting? Freak no. Heck no. I already made it to the Hall of Fame. My whole goal was to be in the Hall of Fame. I did it at 25. The whole thing, they should be more proud of me now that I'm back to help them out a little bit. But are we going to see them fight me? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Especially after what I do to Jermaine Ortiz. Man, he's either going to go out. He's either, he's either going to go out two ways. Two ways. Mason Menard or... Diego Magdaleno. And the goal is to make sure he don't get up. Don't get up. Well, we can't and, win. And and, and 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 from that point on, and I'm a, I'm gonna speak it to existence, and then we just do the Muhammad Ali. Boom. The double greatest is back, bitches. Um. <laughs> that's the way to end it right there. Right there. Close it, close it. That's, that's the end right there. Ding Thank ding you ding, ding right there. <laughs> one one last thing, Taylor. When are we going to see you at Plant City with your, your fighters here on Wednesday night fights? When you, when you get your um, stable going? No, you know, um, I have a lot of, you know, everyone's talking right now. Everyone's seeing what I'm doing as far as marketing goes as well. They're bringing a lot of young talent my way. I mean, there's a lot of young talent coming to Teofimo right now. I am that door. They're starting to realize it. All I got to do is just win that night, and that's the fun part. That's the easy part. The training is the hardest part. Mm. I think Paulie knows this. And, 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 well, I know he knows this. So when it comes to it, you know, uh, right away, right away. All right. My whole thing, right away. So you guys will see me at Pro Box maybe the month after or a couple of weeks later. You know, it doesn't matter. Can't but I'm, I'm, I'm on it, guys. I really want to help and help these next fighters. And we could talk about building this whole thing with um, giving them some, some leverage, meaning benefits. I think yeah. benefits is definitely going to help the boxing world uh, change for MMA, too. Watch us get MMA fighters to come over here. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know, it's the takeover. It's the takeover worldwide. And and I'm here to anyone that wants to invest in it. I promise you, you'll make your money. Just give it some time. That's all. All right. All right. Yeah. Teofimo Lopez joining us here on Pro Box TV. What a conversation with one of the best pound for pound fighters Woo! on the planet. All right. They go to fireworks behind him. There oh, he goes. <laughs> the next fireworks come February 8th. Yeah, it is gonna be no. great. That's for sure. Don't forget, download the app and <laughs> like and subscribe on all social on our so on all our social media platforms. Any any shout outs, Tail, real quick? Any uh, social media you yes. want to promote, real quickly? Okay, so to everyone, uh, well, first and foremost, I would like to thank the man above, the Son of God, Jesus Himself. Man, He has definitely paved my way. I am nothing without Him and everything in His eyes. Uh, when it comes to it, though, man, I want to thank Bob Aram and Top Rank. Definitely want to thank ESPN for a great platform. Definitely want to thank you guys for this opportunity to express myself, to be myself and not be judged. So thank you, ProBox TV. Uh, and to my father, I told everybody. I told everybody. <laughs> <laughs>